Matthew chapter 2, and then we'll make some some uh, running around <laughs> through script, Scripture in time. <clears throat> okay. We'll back up just a little bit to chapter 1 from last week. And uh, chapter 1, verse eight, 18, it's just the... Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows when his mother and Mary had been to get betrothed to Joseph. We talked about this engagement period. Uh, at this point in time in, in history, the custom was that they would be uh, <clears throat> declare their, their love for one another and they would even be called husband and wife, but they would not have consummated the marriage. At this time, it was about a year. So it was in this year period that, that uh, they were betrothed or engaged or uh, set apart as husband and wife that the angel spoke to Mary in verse 20, but, uh, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, verse eight, 18, he says that, that, that uh, before they came together, she was found to be of child by the Holy Spirit. There's all kind of discussions about the about the uniqueness of Jesus as far as uh, being um, fully God and fully man. Um, you know, how it happened and all the details. And all I'm going to say about that, there's a lot that can be said, but we serve an omnipotent, omniscient, all-powerful Heavenly Father, and He can, he can bring about <clears throat> the virgin birth just like He wants to do. And we'll just leave it at that. But that's a, it's a God thing there. Okay. <clears throat> Verse 21. She will bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Verse 25. But kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son and called his name Jesus. Have I got this thing on? Yeah. yeah, okay. You can turn it up a little bit. All right. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. Verse 2, chap chapter 2, verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him, gathering together all the chief priests and the scribes and the people to inquire of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they said to him, Bethlehem in Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, the land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So, <clears throat> he starts out here, verse 1, that Jesus was in Bethlehem, that's where he was born, in the days of Herod the king, and Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem. When we talked in Daniel, when we went through Daniel several 
months ago, uh, we talked about the astrologers and the wise men of the East, and they were very students of the stars and students of, of the heavens. Uh, these people could have come from Babylon. We don't know. Um, we don't know how many they are, they were. Um, they were, we're so, we're so influenced by tradition and things, you know, from, a, from a, just a child when we're going through the, the Christmas story and we have things like um, the three kings. <laughs> uh, and they bring frankincense and myrrh and gold. Um, but this scripture tells us in, uh, in verse 3, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Now he's in Jerusalem. That's where the king was and that's where the Magi was. They went there. But it was, most scholars said, it was a great contingency of people. Some people would call it a cadre or, or a group of people there. So much so that Jerusalem was upset about all these people coming from the east looking for this king of the Jews. So he asked, he asked in verse, in verse 4, he in, in gathered together all the chief priests, the scribes of the people, and inquired of them, where was this Messiah to be born? And that was a simple question. And they had a good answer. They said, in Bethlehem. Now, no discussion. That's what prophets say. In Bethlehem. Well, these people had come to worship him. This group of 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 Gentiles had come to worship the Messiah. <clears throat> J.C. Ryrie, um, who was, we said last week, was a contemporary of uh, uh, Spurgeon and who I've been reading a little bit from, he said, we might have thought that the scribes and Pharisees would be the first ones to hasten to Bethlehem at the slightest rumor that the Savior was born. But a few unknown strangers from a distant land were the first, were the first. And he goes on to say, they had a head knowledge without a heart knowledge. We were told that Herod sent to inquire of the priests and elders where the Christ was to be born. They knew because they told Herod in Bethlehem. But it didn't bother them. It, they, they didn't need to go any further, or they didn't go any further to, to understand that. So their spiritual diligence was, was lacking. These people were very diligent to the fact that they had come a long way, um, encountered uh, a lot of different things, just to see this king who has been born king of the Jews. These wise men believed. They'd never seen. They'd never heard. They didn't know. There were no miracles to convince him, no signs of divinity. Uh, but they bowed and worshipped him. Now, hold your finger in Matthew, and let's go to Luke chapter 2. There's two accounts 
of the birth of Jesus, Matthew and Luke. Mark is silent, and so is, is, um, is John. But Luke chapter 2, and we'll read uh, a little bit of this um, about what, what this is about. Okay. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. Now in the days the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a censor would be taken in the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor in Syria, and everyone was on his way to register for the census. Joseph went up from Galilee, from the city of, of Nazareth, to, to Judea, uh, because uh, he was of the, the, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David in order to register with Mary, who was engaged with him and was with child. You know the story. Verse 8, And in the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And the angel of the Lord spoke to them, and, uh, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. For the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I will bring you good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. For today in the city of David there has been born to you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling, wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. These are two separate accounts. And yet we sometimes... Uh, we ball them all up together. Luke recorded the shepherds. And he uses the term baby. If you go back now to Matthew chapter 2, uh, we, we, we see that uh, in verse 7, uh, Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star would appear and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go search carefully for the child. We have child mentioned one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in, in Matthew chapter 2. In Luke chapter 2, he's a baby. In this case, he's a child. So, the account of Matthew chapter 2 is about, scholars don't agree, it could be from two to three years since his birth. They were, at this time, they were not in a manger anymore, but in a dwelling place, and they were a family at this time. So the account we know so familiar in, in, um, in Luke and this account were totally different accounts about maybe two, two years difference but between, these, between these two accounts. Uh, the Magi, this group that came from the east, you know, were there. And Herod, in verse 7, secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. That's important for the timetable, but we don't know, we don't know uh, when that actually was. And anyway, in verse 8, as we read, go search for him and report to me 
so I may come worship him. After hearing the kings, verse 9, they went their way, and the star which had been seen in the east went on before them until it came over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, it was no longer a stable, it was a house at this point, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So this group of people from maybe Babylon or from the east went to Jerusalem. <coughs> Jerusalem. Now Bethlehem is about five or six miles south of Jerusalem. He went to Jerusalem. He inquired of the king, where is the king of the Jews? Well, that was upsetting to Herod because he was, he thought, king of the Jews. And he says, um, I don't know, but let me find out. So he calls up the chief priest and the scribes and the, all the people in authority there says, where is he to be born? Quickly, Bethlehem. So he says, go find him to the Magi. Go find him. I want to come, come see him. They went to the house and they opened these treasures and presented to him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And that's where the three kings come that we talk about and the song sings and a lot of things. And uh, as we've said so many times before, tradition and things we've been taught are not necessarily correct when it comes to study of Scripture in this particular time. The shepherds and the magi were two different two different um, situations and they were maybe as much as two to three years apart. So we don't know. It could have been months, but we, we think it's been that, that, that long. So uh, that's, let's pick up in verse 12. Having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country another way. Okay, they left by their own country another way. Now when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up. <laughs> Take the child, his mother, and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So Joseph got up took the child and his mother while it was still night, and they left for Egypt. Now, according to what I have studied, Bethlehem, five or six miles south of Jerusalem, was a village, not very big. The population at the time that Jesus was there varies depending on which scholar you, from 1,500 people, to 300 people. So if Herod put out this edict, uh, 
I'm going to kill the babies. And that's what he told Joseph, get up and go. He said, Herod is looking to kill the child. It wouldn't have been taking them long. One, one uh, commentator said there was probably not but 20 or 30 babies, male babies, that were, would fit this category. Uh, that's conjecture on his part. I don't know, and he doesn't know either. But there was a small amount. If you're just talking about Bethlehem, and if you're talking about Jerusalem, that's another cup of tea. But if you're talking about Bethlehem, there wasn't that many people to go. So it was an act of urgency that the Lord one more time told Joseph, get up. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like it when the Lord tells you to get up and go. You need to get up and go. And he said that very night they left. And he said, go to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. I found several little things about, about Herod that I found interesting. Uh, one commentator said, it was better to be uh, Herod's sow than his son. <laughs> he says he they were he was a ruthless murderer. He had his own wife, her two brothers slain because he expected them of tre treason. He was married at least nine times in order to fulfill his lusts and strengthen his political ties. It was no surprise that Herod tried to kill Jesus. For Herod alone wanted to bear the title of the king of the Jews. This is Dr. Wearsby. But there was another reason. Herod was not a full-blooded Jew. He was actually a descendant of Esau. So that old blood came back up again. But uh, it says that being a Jew, in part, he would have fulfilled the Old Testament law not to eat swine, and so that's where the, the statement came. It would be better to be his sow than his son because his son might be on the chopping block. So Herod was a, a mean guy. He was a mean guy. Verse 14. So Joseph got up and took the child, his mother, while it was still night and left for Egypt. Now another commentary says that in verse 11, he had these treasures, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And he said, the commentator said, that those gifts that the Magi brought to him were, were the, the, they financed the trip to, to, uh, um, to Egypt and the, two years that he was down there. So here you go again. God, God's made provision for him uh, to, to have what they needed because of the gifts that were given to him. Um, that's not in Scripture, and we don't know. Back to the, back to the slaughter of the children, and there was 
maybe just a small amount that were killed. And one commentator says one reason that, that it was probably a small amount that Josephus, which is the Jewish historian that, that we all talk about and follow sometimes, never mentioned uh, the babies in Jerusalem being killed. So it was probably a small number because it wasn't even important to Josephus. Okay, verse 14 again. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother, and while it was still night, left for Egypt. He remained there until the death of Herod. This was fulfilled, what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, out of Egypt I call my son, which is a quote from Hosea 11. So uh, another comment that uh, one of the writers said that, that, the, that the common denominator or the thing that that uh, brings everybody uh, at the same point is death. He says, uh, it's, observe how death can remove kings of this world like other people. The rulers of millions have no power to hold on to life when the hour of their departure comes. The murderer of helpless infants must die himself. <clears throat> Joseph and Mary heard the news that Herod was dead, and once they returned in safety to their own land. So, so <laughs> uh, we're mortal, you know. We all gotta, we all gotta go that way, you know. And and you can boast and jump up and down and be real good and and in your in what you want to do and killing babies and what have you, but you've got to meet the Lord yourself one day. Okay, verse 16. Um, when, and when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, uh, he was very enraged and slew the male children who were in Bethlehem and in its vicinity from two years old and under, according to the time which he had said. And that had been spoken to Jeremiah the prophet. Now, we said last, last Sunday in the introduction that there's over 50 quotes from the Old Testament. We find four Old Testament quotes in chapter 2 alone. Okay, <clears throat> verse 19. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph and said, Get up, <laughs> take the child and his mother into the land of Israel, and for those who sought the child's life are dead. So um, he told him to stay there till he told him. In verse 13, in verse 19, he says, okay, it's time for you to get up and, and take him home. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. Um, now, we'll... <clears throat> uh, verse... 22, but when he heard that Archias was in the region over Judah in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Then after being warned by God in a dream, he left for the regions of Galilee. I don't know that I can show you what, but Bethlehem is here. Nazareth is up here. So they left from Bethlehem and go to Egypt down here. And then when they went back, they passed Bethlehem and went up here to Nazareth. 
and verse 23 says, They came and lived in a city called Nazareth. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet, that he shall be called a Nazarene. Now, uh, I've always just taken that for face value, what he was a Nazarene. But the commentaries that I read this week said that was not an endearing term. And let me read you, this came from the Bible <clears throat> uh, Knowledge Commentary. It says, the fact that the family moved to Nazareth was once again said to be a fulfillment of prophecy. However, the word he will be called a Nazarene were not directly spoken by any Old Testament prophet. Since Matthew used the plural prophets, perhaps the idea was based on not a specific prophecy, but on the idea that appeared in the number of prophecies concerning the Messiah's despised character. Nazareth was the town which housed the Roman garrison for the northern regions of Galilee. Therefore, most Jews would not have any association with that city. In fact, those who lived in Nazareth were thought as compromisers who would <clears throat> resort, consort with the enemy, the Romans. Therefore, to be called a Nazarene was a term of contempt. And we know that Jesus was, he, that followed him all the way through his life. He was, he, it, was it was contempt. If you will, turn now to, to John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the first chapter of John, and let's look at just a, a few verses here. John chapter 1, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John chapter 1. If your Bible's like mine, it's on page 904. Okay. <clears throat> Look at verse, chapter 1, verse 43. You with me? The next day, he purposed to go into Galilee. This is Jesus. He found Philip. And Jesus said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law, also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus said unto him, Because I said to you that I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heavens open, the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. But right quick, going back to verse 45, when Philip found Nathanael and he, so, he told him, 
He said, we have found who the prophets have talked about, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph, and right quick, Nathaniel said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? So maybe that puts a little bit more perspective on it because Nazareth was not a place of endearment to the Jews at this time. So let's go back to... to um, to Matthew 2, and we'll, we'll wrap this up. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, he came and lived in a city called Nazareth. This was to fill what was spoken by the prophets, and he was called a Nazarene. So, this is all that Matthew says about the birth of our Lord. And it's a different account that we have in Luke because there were two different situations separated again by a couple of years, give or take. The Lord was protecting him through Joseph, you know. He said, listen to me, get up, go, take the child. I'll tell you when to come back because this madman is going to slaughter the babies two years and under because... Uh, he wanted to kill per this man who was to be the king of the Jews. And we know that uh, as Matthew will unfold, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful story. So, recapping the first two chapters again, Matthew started from, from Abraham and went down, and these people had were fathers and fathers and fathers and fathers until we get down to Joseph. And Joseph was the husband of Mary at this point by whom Jesus was born and called the Messiah. He, miraculous conception, uh, we can't, I can't explain it. I believe it and trust it that the virgin birth is a very important part of our, uh, of our, uh, understanding of scripture and it in the plan of redemption as we go forward and then the protection of the lord through as a child joseph again get up take him to egypt i'll tell you when you come back the provision of the gold frankincense and myrrh which were treasures which could finance this trip and the time that they were down there when when herod died get up and take him back and don't stop in Nazareth, uh, excuse me, in Bethlehem, but go on up to Nazareth again to fulfill Scripture that he'll be called a Nazarene. Any questions? Yes. Okay, I didn't catch that. That's good. I'll I'll have to I'll say something maybe next week or Art will. Just curious. Yeah. Because I know they went for the census, but then why would they have stayed so? They long? went to the census to Bethlehem, though. No. Yeah, but I don't know 
don't know why they would stay so long unless it just was too hard to travel with children until they were a certain age or I don't know. Okay, we'll work on that timetable, Julie. Thank you. Anything else? Y'all are mighty quiet this morning. Okay. Well, we're glad to have our guest. Eddie, you're welcome anytime. Michelle and Luke, look forward to seeing you. Okay. Uh, after the service today, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go to uh, eat lunch in the gym. I was going to say Belka made chicken and dressing, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Anything else? All right. Let's go to the board.